Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. Miss Shedlock with us, registered investment advisor, of course. He specializes in helping individuals seeking strong performance with low volatility. And here he is on Coast to Coast. He's one of our regular news guests. And it's good to have you for a couple hours, Mish. Hey, a pleasure to be back on, George. Has it really been that long since the last recession? My, oh, my. December 2007, here we are, Jeez. 2019, a long, we've come a long way. We George. sure have. Things seem robust right now, aren't they? Uh, they do. Uh, you know, the question on the back of my hand, though, is, you know, how long can this recovery last? Mm-hmm. Not everything seems robust. Jobs sort of seem robust, but the last five reports, we've had two bad ones, Two good ones, and maybe one in the middle there. So we're starting to see some increased volatility. Home sales have not been good. The auto reports have been confusing to me, George, too, because I look at them like, gosh, how are they selling all these cars? Finally, a report came up out uh, last week that explains it. Inventories are stacking up on dealers, and if you know how car sales work, a car sale is reported, or the deal, or excuse me, uh, the car manufacturers report a sale when they ship that car to the dealer, even if it's still sitting there on the lot. They are stacking up more on the way. Inventories have been rising. Manufacturing inventories are at an all-time high, just as the global economy is slowing. So there's a lot of cross currents here, George. Yeah, there sure is. And, of course, you know when the automobile industry gets sick, the country really gets a cold, too. It, 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 it does. And I think one of the things, George, that has kept the auto industry going longer than I actually thought that it would is um, um, boomers that, you know, are, are retiring. Their stock market portfolio looks really good. They say, ah, let's go out and buy that one last car. So, and that's been going on for a while. So people are retiring. Boomers are getting older. Uh, those of, that are in good shape have money. Those that are in bad shape just weren't going to buy that new car in the first place. Mish, uh, I had a palm reader on yesterday, and he's pretty good, and he talked about the economy, and he predicts 2020 is going to be a booming economic year for us. Wow. Um, How about I would, that? I don't think so. You know, unless we have a huge recession right now that somehow turns around uh, at the end of next year. The, I look at um, uh, the New York Fed has um, a recession model, and it says the odds of recession are about 33%. I went back and looked at that, and it's funny. This model depends on uh, a yield curve inversion. They look at the uh, interest rate on the three-year bond, and it's actually higher than on the 10-year yield. It doesn't make uh, much sense uh, normally. But this is the kind of thing that happens at recessions. Now, it's not 33% that we're in one right now. It's just 33% that we're in one sometime in the next year. Oh, I, I was discussing this with a friend just yesterday. He goes, oh, 30% is not all that high. And I said, well, uh, here's look at it this way. Uh, every time uh, in the last nine recessions, every time we've hit 33%, We've gone on to have one. So, and that's what I'm expecting this time too, George. So the so-called middle class, what's happening to them, Mish? Are they getting eroded away? 
Oh, my gosh, George. I, I looked at some stats. I've got some really tremendous charts on this. I've just not posted them on my website yet, um, uh, mishtalk.com. But uh, the bottom 50%, what, what percentage of the wealth of the country do you think the bottom 50% has? Uh, you know, I don't want to put you on the spot, so I'll give you the answer. 1%. Let me guess. One percent. <laughs> <laughs> Good guess. Good guess, George. The top one uh, percent has almost a third. Thirty-one percent, actually, and the top ten percent has seventy percent. So uh, the the right around that middle point, if you're just underneath it, you likely don't have anything. So uh, uh, that's you know kind of where we're heading. And people want to do all kinds of things about it, but they do it without looking at why this is happening and where the problem really is. What about the Generation Y folks? What's going to happen with those youngsters as they get the, a little older? Uh, uh, the millennials and Ys, the, um, uh, they're loaded down, George, with tons of student debt. They, uh, they're angry. Uh, there was a poll out there. There was a survey. You know, who do you, who do you think is responsible? They blame the boomers. And you know what, George? I don't blame them for blaming the boomers. The, uh, the Fed bailed out the boomers, bailed out the banks. The uh, young kids are still saddled with, uh, with student loans. Uh, real wages have not kept up with home prices. They can't afford a home, even if they wanted one. The home prices have just skyrocketed since about 2011. Wages are going up about two or three percent a year. It's you know when home prices are rising six and you're gaining and and you're getting three. Home prices are outstripping you three, four, some in some markets five, six, seven percent a year. Can't can't afford houses, so uh, their lifestyle is a lot different. Uh, some of them are uh, living at home because they have to, because their job doesn't support a house, and some of them are living at home because they need to take care of their aging boomer parents. Yeah, that's true, too. Now, 2007, 2008, when we had that disaster, mm -hmm. the Fed came in and bailed out everything. Can it yeah. do that again if we have another situation like that? That's uh, People keep asking me, you know, what are they going to do? Well, we need to see it first. Um, the, the Europe is in a lot worse shape than we are here. They have negative interest rates over there already. The uh, uh, interest rate on the German ten-year bond negative zero point three six percent. So they give you, you they give you back less than what you had. Yeah, it's crazy. Think about this. It's uh, negative bond yields imply that you would rather have ninety cents ten years from now than a dollar today. George, that's logically impossible. That's crazy. Uh, it is crazy. That's exactly the word that I <laughs> wrote down. If you, you know, get this word in, crazy. Uh, the and it it can only happen when central banks are manipulating interest rates that much. Close to half the world's bonds, uh, uh, government bonds, are trading with negative yield. Now, it didn't happen in the U.S. and Arguably, it's one of the things we, I wouldn't say that we did right, but we did better than Europe. 
these negative interest rates punish the savers more so than 0% interest rates. The uh, European banks are in horrendous shape. Deutsche Bank is about ready to go under. The Italian banking system surely is insolvent. But look at what the Fed did. In contrast, they're paying interest on excess reserves. They padded the balance sheet. They created trillions of dollars of excess reserves. They were giving banks free money. The ECB, with negative interest rates, were charging banks. they got insolvent banks, and they're charging them interest to hold funds that the ECB forced them to hold through their quantitative easing strategy over there. George, I don't agree with the bailout here in the U.S. I'm quite certain you don't either. But Not to that extent. What, <laughs> what they did in Europe was even worse. Mish, I did something I never thought I would ever do. I needed a sponge, and I went online, and I bought it. Oh, and, amazing. And I, I got to tell you, most of the time, normally, I would have gone to the grocery store in the household section and picked up a sponge and come home that night with it. And, I, I don't know why I did this. I mean, I, I, I've ordered stuff online before, but not a sponge. What's, what's happening here? Well, it's, it, what's happening is it's easy, it's convenient. Do you really want to drive to the store? Just look back three years ago. And I don't I need the sponge today. I could use it a couple days from now. Mm-hmm. No, but I think three years ago when, you know, they would have charged you, you know, $3 or something to have that thing delivered. And now you say, you know, I really don't want to pay 3 bucks. Or the other thing you might have done instead of ordering one sponge is say, well, hmm, let me get you know, this put that and in that bucket list and I'm going to add, you know, anything else I need over the next week and just get it all at once and pay one shipping charge. Exactly. Now it's just free. I routinely think, you know, say, "Oh, I need this. I did it just the other day." Uh, um, uh, we needed dog food, you know, and we want to run out to the store and get it. We, what happened is, you know, we went on vacation. We went to Door County. Uh, we had someone take care of our dog. We gave them our dog food. They brought the dog back, but not the dog food, so we needed dog food. Didn't have to run out to the store. Uh, you know, get these things in by 5 o'clock, and, and you've, you've got your dog food, you know, the, the next afternoon, guaranteed. It's, it's really quite amazing. It's convenient. You don't have to even think anymore. So as soon as you need an item, you, you don't wait and say, well, I'm going to get all these things at once. You just go get it. you got a sponge. Perfect example. I mean, what's happening to bricks and mortar? You know, more and more big stores are closing. Malls are changing. I mean, the face of a mall now in your suburban area is dramatically changing. Yeah, and millennials don't even like malls except as a place to just to go and, and gather, yeah, and and not really buy anything. The it's 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 more of a social mechanism than you know anything else. It's kind of like how you know we used to go. Our generation used to go to the A and W root beer, beer stand, let's say, you know, and have a root beer and and you know hope to catch some friends there and 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 talk. You know, they do it at the mall, but they don't buy anything. So the malls are in trouble. Now, you can look at this two different ways. I think it's a good thing, it's especially for those on fixed income, you know, who, who uh, get minuscule bumps in Social Security or th- those retiring and don't really have a lot of assets. And we just discussed 50% of the people don't. 
So uh, the uh, it, Amazon is a godsend. They don't have to drive. They don't need a car. Uh, they can just order these things online. But, and now they're going to bring it to you with a drone. <laughs> they're going to bring it to you with a drone. I can't believe that. Exactly right. Pizzas by drone. It, it, I didn't think I would see this in the wake of this fast. You know, I figured there would be a lot of fears about, you know, bomb delivery or, 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 or something with drones. Nope. The uh, uh, lots of tests going on in the U.S., Australia, U.K., for for various deliveries now you're not going to see this say in chicago on a you know the 20th floor of an apartment building that just doesn't work but geographically speaking for much of the nation you know it it certainly does work it's unbelievable isn't it? it 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 really is this is all part of uh, of productivity enhancement and productivity is a good thing so uh, when you hear economists at the fed and you know talking about this and you know they, they they're desperate to see inflation george the amazing thing is here there's plenty of inflation it's just not where they're counting it they don't count home prices, as amazingly enough, as, as part of inflation. They call that an asset. So they strike that. Home prices skyrocketing, not even in their inflation model. If they just simply added home prices to their inflation model, they would find plenty of inflation. The stock market, negative interest rate yielding bonds, all of these things are are sign of an economy that is overly flush with cash. Oh, absolutely. They Mitch, they, give, they don't know how to get away from it. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.